It is that time again. It is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. Boy, the year's flown by. Uh, here we are in December. It's like it feels like the pandemic was just the other day. Oh, wait a minute. It was just the other day. It's still going on. Anyway, here we are again. It's Wednesday. That means it's Blitz Wednesday. That means it's 99.7 Blitz Wednesday with Loper and Randy. For years now, I've been uh, taking phone-in legal questions over at the Blitz. Uh, obviously, pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, I was going there personally. I would show up at the studio. I would uh, uh, just uh, stand there with them while the folks called in, while the texts rolled in and answered their questions. But, you know, we have adapted to pandemic situations or pandemic uh, requirements. Uh, so we built a studio here at 511 South High, created our own podcast, and now we just interface with the Blitz using the wonders of technological development. I'm not quite sure how it all works, but it does. It sounds good, works great. Uh, so uh, all is, uh, the show goes on, I guess. Uh, while we're waiting for the interface with the Blitz this morning, a couple things. First, I'm here alone. I've got, a, unfortunately, a real job upstairs at Yavich and Palmer. I am an attorney. I'm a practicing attorney, uh, and it, it is my full-time job. Uh, I also podcast. I, I do this stuff down here as my full-time job. That's two full-time jobs. I'm a also got lots of other little projects going on, personal and uh, professional. But the long-winded point I'm trying to make is I'm here alone because I have to go upstairs right after we're done here and get to work. That means that Norm is not here and Brett from Circle 270 Media is not here. Uh, that doesn't mean they're gone. It doesn't mean it's uh, it's all over and the world is crashing down. It just means today we're not going to do a full-blown roundtable show following uh, the Q&A. So uh, no big deal. Now, as always, you can check out uh, some of the other segments we're, we're working on here. I, I've been doing this Lawyer Talk Q&A series where I've taken a, a version of the Blitz and, uh, and I'm treating it uh, individually. So folks are writing questions to me at LawyerTalkPodcast.com and I'm taking them one by one in bite-sized chunks. Try to keep it uh, certainly under 20 minutes. Try to keep it under 10 to 15 if I can. Uh, and that way you can get or people can get an answer to their question and those who like to listen to the answers to the questions uh, they can uh, take it in bite-sized chunks, easy to digest. They don't have to find it buried in the context of a full-blown, long-form podcast roundtable discussion. Uh, other things going on, I started a legal breakdown series, Lawyer Talk Legal Breakdown. What am I doing there? Well, I'm taking all these crazy, complicated, uh, seemingly uh, confusing legal things going on in the world, and I'm breaking them down and making them simple. We did some a lot of stuff at the Rittenhouse trial, not just addressing that trial individually, but taking what was going on there and, and breaking down uh, the process that uh, people can relate to other cases that they're going to hear about. Uh, so check out those two things. They're they're shorter. They're easier to uh, to digest on a on a ride home or uh, maybe as you're uh, uh, hanging out at your house on a Saturday morning before the kids wake up. But anyway, check those out. It's great. Subscribe to Lawyer Talk Podcast. You can do that wherever you subscribe to podcasts. You can go to Lawyer Talk Pod lawyertalkpodcast.com and uh, there's lots of ways to uh, it'll, there's links there that'll take you where you need to go um, I haven't asked in a while but if you like what we're doing if you think it's awesome or if you think it's just okay or if you think it's good enough uh, become a Patreon it's easy just uh, go to lawyertalkpodcast.com uh, and and click Patreon I, I don't know how it works but you know we'd appreciate it uh, and then finally if you want a podcast of your own uh, we can do that too we have built a studio here it's a great one. It does everything from video to audio to uh, we can sh shoot videos for uh, people's websites. We got all sorts of capability. I have no idea why I did it, but we did it, and here it is, and people are using it. 
Brett at Circle 270 Media, our partner. He is getting the podcast cranked up and cranked out. Lots of businesses come in here and uh, produce their podcast right here at 511. If you have any questions or you have some thoughts about doing your own, check us out at channel511.com. You can, um, we'll get you scheduled for a meeting with Brett and crew, and we'll get you set up for your own podcast. And it's not just recording, right? It's not just hit and go or, or, or the red button or the red circle. Uh, it'll actually give you some consultation on what works, what doesn't, how to get started. Uh, we'll demystify the process, or, or maybe at a minimum, the best way to put it is we'll take care of the stuff that you don't understand, and we'll give you some insight into what is working, what works for what you're trying to do. If it's business-related, we can help. If it's personal or just entertainment-related, we can help. We've got uh, all sorts of folks who have used the studio for both purposes. So it looks like the Blitz is about ready to, uh, to interface. Uh, here we go. All right, guys. It's time to get Steve Palmer on the phone right now. Steve Palmer, how are you, sir? Hey, doing great. How are you guys doing? Awesome, man. Great to have you on. Great we to have, be on. Uh, al- already, already uh, Bob is standing by, man. He has a, an estate settlement question, so uh, let's get right to it. Hey, Bob. All right. Hey, morning, everybody. Hey. Morning. What's up, buddy? All right. Uh, got a question for you, Mr. Palmer. Um, my, uh, my father passed away back in February. And uh, Sorry to hear that. he owned, uh, like, a towing company and a, uh, like, a funeral escort service. Um, just to make a long story short, he passed away. I'm the uh, oldest child, the next of kin. His girlfriend, they've been together, like, five years or whatnot. She is living in his home, um, still like trying to operate the businesses and everything. Uh-oh. And I, uh, I tried to go and talk to a lawyer, and he told me I'm the oldest of five children. He told me that um, you know everybody would like have to get together to take this to um, you know like try to get an estate settlement or whatnot, and. None of my other siblings are willing to, uh, I guess, go to bat. They, they don't, you know, really care about any of uh, the estate or anything like that. I'm wondering, like, what options I have, if any, and what I, you know, what I could do. Well, it, it, the lawyer you talk to is correct, and I think, in a sense, that uh, you need an estate set up, and it's going to have to be sorted out by the courts. Uh, if first of all, I'm sorry for your loss, and he's left behind. It sounds like a couple viable businesses, as well as some property, maybe, and some other personal items. Uh, I don't know what kind of money is involved in bank accounts, etc. But that stuff just can't go on. I mean, if he was the only owner, and there's not any other, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, survivorship in place where he had designated with a partner or otherwise outside of probate court how things are going to work upon his uh, when he's when he died. So that stuff's going to have to get sorted out. Uh, it just it just has to. Uh, and even if your siblings don't want to get involved, it doesn't mean you can't. Uh, I, I would immediately call uh, either the lawyer you talk to or if you need somebody else, I would call J. Michael, 614-443-6262, and get the estate going. Uh, they can, you just need to open the estate, get the notices out, get people, uh, get the court involved, and that will move things along. Um, it, otherwise, it'll stay stagnant, and eventually it's going to be a bigger problem. Uh, you want to just uh, just get it moving, and it'll sort itself out. Uh, if he did not have a will and nobody else wants to be the executor of the estate, that'll likely be you. Um, and then you can, uh, 
uh, just do it, play by the rules, and it'll it'll work itself out. It, it, this stuff sucks. Nobody likes to deal with it, particularly on the heels of a loss. Um, but it just is one of those things we have to do as as part of uh, moving forward. So, uh, give hey Jay Steve, a call. real quick, yeah. uh, with uh, before we give him Jay Michael's number. Uh, so with something like this, like when it comes to a parent passing, and you have uh, this new girl it wasn't a wife right it was girlfriend you said yeah girlfriend Girlfriend. yeah yeah so like at what point does the girlfriend then actually have any ownership or if at all over said business yeah i'm not sure she's going to have any ownership over said business in unless there is something in place that uh that we don't know about now if your father left uh or had a buy sell agreement or had some other document or uh, a relationship agreement set up uh, that she would inherit it or it would just pass to her outside probate court, then, you know, I don't think she's not going to, she can't just have the business and all the income, et cetera. Um, and, and then it would sort of, the next question is going to be who's responsible for whatever obligations or debts are out there. Uh, it's not just who gets the money and the yeah. assets and the income. So there's, there's a lot to unpack. And I think uh, you, you're on the right track. Uh, there's not going to be in there. Actually, it's it's not so complicated. Once you get an estate set up and you get an attorney involved, it'll work itself out. It just seems sort of daunting right now. Okay. Hey, man, I, I super appreciate it. Listen to you every Wednesday, Mr. Palmer. You know, oh, Loper, you're the man. Dude. Everything, man. Hey, you guys take it easy. Thanks for the advice, man. Hey, man, sorry about your dad and good luck to you. Okay, brother. Hey, thank you. Yeah, man, absolutely. All right, 821-9970. With uh, him jumping off the line, we have uh, one open now. You can take Bob's spot, 821-9970, or you can uh, text in at 99700. All right, Zach wrote in, I was fired supposedly for performance when I was never made aware of any issues or ever written up. I disagree with the COVID shot, which they didn't like. I also went and was diagnosed with ADD and ADHD. I told them my diagnosis, and they fired me two weeks later. Oh, wow. Ooh. Well, that's interesting. Uh, we always start, uh, uh, let me preface this by saying I'm not an employment lawyer. There are, there are guys out there and gals out there who do this regularly that will give you a sound legal input on this and we can make a referral at the end of this. But uh, generally employment is at will. They can fire, people can fire you for any reason with exceptions. They can't fire you based on um, classifications that are no longer permitted like race or gender. And now, uh, depending on the size of the company, uh, under Title VII, that that has been expanded to things like transgender and as well as um, uh, sexual preference. So they can't they can't fire you because you're transgender. But if there's a reason, then people can get rid of anybody, right? Yeah, correct. Now you can fire people okay. for reasons beyond that, or if you can justify it beyond that, then uh, the, there's all sorts of litigation that ensues if um, if somebody accuses an employer of doing that. Uh, gotcha. and, but that doesn't apply to everybody. Only employers of a certain size. I think it's over 100. I'd have to double check that. But uh, short of that, you can be terminated for any reason. Now, here you have, uh, there's a couple things you mentioned. One is that you were diagnosed with ADHD. I'm not sure uh, whether that is something that would be a, a, a classification that's protected uh, under various employment laws, but it may be. Or it may be that they fired you for some other uh, nefarious reason and they're calling it something else. I don't know. Um, but your first order of business is to consult with a good employment attorney. You're, and at the same time, maybe your, your first, first order of business is to try to get another job. Um, you know, what you don't want to do is sit and wait for months and months and months without, uh, income or without employment. Uh, you, no matter what happens, you have a duty to mitigate. You're going to want to go try to find another job so you can replace your income that's lost. 
uh, and that's just good for you and it's good for uh, for everything. You know, you just it's it's best that way. Um, now, the other thing that's going to come up is unemployment benefits. If you can't find another job, you can uh, seek unemployment benefits, and your employer may or may not object to that. And there, you can probably smoke out some reasoning behind why they say they terminated you, terminated you, whether it was for cause or not for cause. So there's a lot to unpack. I get it. If you want a referral for some employment help, give me a call, 614-224-6142. All right, let's go to D here on line three. I'm sorry, Matt. Matt's first. Matt was first. My bad. Uh, hey, Matt, what's up? Good morning. Um, my uh, issue involves, uh, I guess, medical neglect, possibly, uh, Take my kids into a reputable pharmacy chain to get their uh, flu shot and um, checked in, made sure the paperwork was correct. Uh, a few minutes later, the pharmacist came out and uh, gave them each a dose. It was supposed to be the flu shot, but he gave them a dose of uh, the Pfizer vaccine. Um, one child, my oldest one, he had already been fully vaccinated. So it was like a third dose. Oh my gosh. And my daughter, she had been, she'd gotten her first vaccination nine days prior. Um, so does he tell you this? Was he like, Oh dude, I accidentally just did the Pfizer. Well, yeah, he, he, he flat out just didn't look at the paperwork and, um, he gave me their COVID vaccine cards and um, I was like, what is this? This is, it was supposed to be the flu shot. Um, no. Oh, just, well, I say no, but I don't really Steve. know what that means. You know, wow. if it's, uh, adverse yeah. effects or like, what do you think oh. here, Steve? Well, first of all, are your kids okay? They're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about issues possibly down the road. Um, yeah, no yeah, doubt. I, I mean, everybody's like, get a, talk to a lawyer, and I, I just, um, I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't know if there's legal action I should take to like for issues down the road, possibly. I mean, I feel so I bad. Just, yeah, I can hear the emotion in your voice. You're just, yeah, you're confused. You don't know what to do. You trust it, and then this happens. And yeah, you know, what do you, what do you think here, Steve? Well, here's the thing. Uh, it's certainly negligence. I mean, if if they administered the wrong uh, vaccine and they did that uh, by accident, that's, that's negligence. That means that they have, they, they're going to be responsible then, in theory, for any damages that result from that. So the next question then is, what damages result from it? And as you said, you, you just don't know. It's, it's an unknown commodity right now. We don't know if this is going to be bad, if it's going to cause extra problems. And then you have to prove it. Then you'd have to actually prove that, look, because my kids got the double dose or uh, one uh, got the vaccine and it was too soon before they got the second dose or however that works. Well, uh, then then X problems resulted, and those are going to be causation problems that may be uh, may present a hurdle later on. The, first and foremost, we all pray that there are not going to be any problems. Obviously, that would be the ideal scenario is that there are no issues, that uh, your kids are just fine and uh, nothing's going to result from this. Um, if there are, though, you're on the right track. We want to make sure that we're at least taking these steps now to make sure that you preserve whatever you need to preserve. This is a Dave Goldstein question, and, and you know you can reach him. Uh, just give me a shout, 614-224-6142. We'll get you in contact with Dave um, or look us up at ohiolegaldefense.com. But I think he's going to say, well, there's not much I can do right now because we just don't know 
uh, one, if there's going to be any damages, any problems, and hopefully there's not. And then two, if there are, can we relate them? Can we prove that it's a result of this vaccination mix-up, we'll call it? And uh, it, none of this means that, uh, you know, we're not empathetic or sympathetic to it, but, you know, lawyers tend to look at things more uh, clinically and, and by the book, and we first have to assess whether there is a case. Um, but uh, give me a shout. I'll be happy to put you in touch with Dave, and we'll start the assessment. All right. Hey, and uh, Matt, do that, dude. Uh, Dave Goldstein has done some stuff for me, and he's absolutely fantastic, brother. So, Steve, should they should he secure some sort of documentation or proof in advance, like now, just to know that they did this and it I was their mistake? I think the vaccine mistake? card, the double vaccine card is going to be yeah. the ticket. I have uh, the extra vaccine cards, and um, our appointments were for the flu shot, so there's proof of, you know, they were supposed to go in for the flu shot, and there's proof that they got... <laughs> The okay. Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, so that's okay, the, that's what was the number again. Yeah, six one four two two four six one four two six one four two. Thank yeah. you. All right, Matt. Thanks so much, brother. Let's go to D here on line three. D, you are on with us. It's Loper and Randy, and legal questions with our guy Steve Palmer. Go ahead. D. D didn't wait. Okay, D, do not wait. We We go to the text machine. Tons coming in text. Uh, All right, my old roommate, ex-friend whom I worked with, had gotten a customer to loan her his truck. He has asked numerous times for it back. He finally got into it and started taking it back to his house. And in the same day, she came back and took it. He's older, unsure how to get it back. I told him it's Grand Theft Auto. What can be done legally? So I'm trying to figure this out. So he's got a roommate who loaned out the truck it, it was on loan for too long, so the friend went and got it back on his own, and then it, then the person to whom he loaned it took it again. Is that is that what we're reading? Something like that, yeah. All right, so if the person took your car without permission, in other words, it was beyond whatever consent was previously granted uh, to use it, then that is theft. Um, there's two different crimes I'm thinking of. One would be th- theft of a car, um, and the other would be uh, unauthorized use of property. So I would, the first step, the first order of business is go to the police, make a report, and report the car stolen. This individual has taken the car. The police will investigate it. Uh, They will hopefully get the car back in your possession where it belongs, and they will take whatever legal action is necessary. Um, Since it's a crime, the police job is to go investigate and enforce the crime. Uh, And hopefully that's what they do. If If that fails for whatever reason, try again. Be a squeaky wheel. And if that fails yet again, and in theory, you could go file a civil suit called Replevin, which is fancy talk for saying, I want my property back, and I want the court to make sure I get my property back and uh, and get it back that way. But I don't think that's going to be necessary. The police are going to investigate this. This person has taken the car without authority. Uh, that's a theft or, at a minimum, an unauthorized use of property. Nice. All right. Um I have a question for legal advice. My name is Paul. I'm currently going through a divorce and my soon-to-be ex-wife lives in another state. I'm being told because I'm no longer a resident of that state, I cannot obtain representation. I have not been able to see or communicate with my children in three months. Please help me. Oh, man. Uh, I don't understand not able to get or obtain representation. You can always get a lawyer. I mean, just because you're in a different state, it doesn't mean you can't get a lawyer in that state. Uh, Unless they did what Tony Soprano did when he was going to divorce Carmela, and he went around and he talked to every attorney. Yeah, the old trick. So talk to all the lawyers. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah so one. I guess you could go to the home state and talk to every lawyer, but no. But short of that, I would I would just hire a lawyer wherever the divorce is pending, 
and uh, there's no reason you can't. Uh, so it happens all the time. Uh, this is not uncommon. And, uh, you know, one, I'm sorry you're going through it. Two, I wish you luck. And three, uh, if you need help refining a lawyer, maybe just check with Google, get a referral, do everything you can do to get the best lawyer you can afford. All right, Randy. All right, one more via text. Uh, my neighbor down the street says because my car has damage that I hit her fence. She's taking me to court. Oh, no because one, he has damage on yes, his car. She, she assumes that the damage on her fence obviously came from this vehicle. No one has any proof other than my bumper damage, which I was in a wreck in spring and have picks. Can she really sue me? Well, she has sued you. Uh, now, the real question is, can she prove it? Is it is it something she can come into court and say, I hereby prove this and it's proven? And the answer is, I don't know. Uh this is an, a really interesting question. It's like a bar exam type question in law school. But uh, she has alleged that you operated your vehicle probably in a negligent way and therefore caused damage to the fence. And her proof of this is that there is damage on your car. The question for the court will be, does that establish by preponderance of the evidence that you caused the damage to the fence? Now, your counter proof will be this. Nuh-uh. I did not. I didn't do it. <laughs> And not only that, I can prove how this damage happened to my car beyond or irrespective of the fence. And here's the proof of this other accident uh, that occurred. So you're going to want to go into court with proof of uh, maybe the crash report from the other accident, if there is one or whatever you have from it. Uh, and 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 you can start to refute this nonsense, it sounds like. So uh, they can sue you, but it doesn't mean they're going to win. And what sucks about all that is that that doesn't mean you still have to go to court, I guess, is what I'm saying. And you still have to deal with it. Um, but that's what the system is designed to do. It's certainly better than self-help. Uh, and uh, hopefully, if it if it works, the system will vindicate uh, the case of the damage fence. Can you counter sue for time off work to defend yourself and all that? Well, is she's going to be one to look at Maybe the court will consider some of that, but probably not. The issue is, I think that issue would come down to this. If this other neighbor or whoever's alleging the damaged fence is doing that in bad faith, if they're actually doing it with the intent to uh, to cause inconvenience and annoyance and and damages and money, Sounds et cetera, annoying. <laughs> it does. Um, uh, but if they have a reasonable good faith belief that uh, the neighbor is the perpetrator of the fence damage, then you know probably not. Again, that's why courts are there. We they are, the courts are there to resolve these kind of disputes. Um, and it's probably in small claims, I think, um, but I don't know for sure. And obviously, if you have any questions, give me a shout, 614-224-6142. I'll be happy to talk you through it. All right, final question here. We go back to the text, and Randy has it. I have a small business, and I have a couple of beers in my shop with the guys after work. Am I making a bad decision? They do not drive company cars. <laughs> Is it a bad decision to have beers with your, with your employees after work? I don't know. At the uh, job site. At the job should site, he go, should he take them to like go to the bar, meet at a bar, or should they, can they stay there and have a few beers? Uh, I don't see any reason why you can't stick around and have a few beers. I can see reasons why that might be problematic. Uh, if, say, for instance, you have a few too many beers and one of the employees gets in a wreck, uh, there is there may be some liability coming back your way. So let's just play this out. Let's play out the awfulest, worst, most horrible scenario you can think of: that uh, one of the employees gets drunk on your dime in the shop after work drives home, crashes, kills somebody, uh, the question's going to be, are you responsible for that damage because they were uh, they were drinking at your place uh, and you supplied it? 
uh, or maybe that could be related back to you because they were in the course of their employment when they were drinking. Uh, so is it is it a great idea? You know, that's one of those things where uh, every time you, you, you mix alcohol into those types of equations, there's bad stuff that can happen. Uh, I will leave it to your sound wisdom and discretion to figure out if it is the right or wrong thing to do. But uh, just understand if something, the, the scenario I described happens, you may have a problem. All right, Steve Palmer, each and every week right here on our show to give you guys free legal advice to try to help you along. And if you ever need to get in touch with him and you miss the number, Steve, one more time, what is that number? 614-224-6142. Now, man, Steve Palmer, thanks, dude. We'll hey. talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you. All right, that was the Blitz. Great questions. I love it. Um, you know, all over the board with uh, with the topics, which, you know, it challenges me. I, I get to uh, use some of the – I get to dust the cobwebs off some of the nooks and crannies of my brain to – to answer some of these questions or give my best response to them. Uh, but, you know, I should always say this, and I preface a lot of the answers I give on the Blitz with, uh, I don't know, or this isn't legal advice, or please, please, please consult with somebody who does know. And there's a reason for that. Um, most legal questions uh, that get people to the place where they're going to court or about to go to court or have some complicated scenarios, particularly like, for instance, today, the estate question involving several businesses and and uh, relatives and brothers and you know that's the kind of stuff get a professional and one of the things i do almost every day is i talk to people and i steer them in the right direction and whether it's a personal injury case out of a car accident or an estate uh, or a contract dispute um, or, or whatever it is i always do my best to make sure that people at least talk to the right people and, you know, there's a difference between I'm not saying everybody on TV screaming at you in commercials is a bad lawyer. I'm not saying they're all good lawyers, but I'll refer you to the people that I would use if I had a legal question. Uh, now, is that a 100 uh, percent solid? Does that mean they're right for you? Not necessarily, but I'll give you a start. If nothing else, I'll give you a place to start, somebody to talk to, somebody I would trust to at least be honest. And somebody, if you say, well, you know, Yavich and Palmer, they referred me. We have obviously we will have a working relationship and hopefully they'll take the time to talk you through it, even if they can't help. So uh, that's uh, just some some words of wisdom that I don't always say out loud, but I hope at least are implicit in what we're doing with the Blitz. Uh, so I got to wrap it up. As I said before, I, I do have a regular job. I'm a lawyer. If I could just be a podcast radio star for a living, I would do it. But alas, I, I do this for for fun, for a hobby, and for the good of everybody, I guess, who is listening and until everybody uh, signs up for Patreon and gives me millions of dollars uh, on through Patreon account, then I still have to go to work upstairs, so i got to wrap it up. Uh, as always, if you have your own questions, lawyertalkpodcast.com. Feel free, submit them, ask me, do whatever. I'll, I'll discuss a topic. I'll, I'll do my best to, uh, to uh, address any issues that come up. If you need legal help anytime, 24-7-614-224-6142. Put the number in your phone. You know, why not? Because if you're pulled over, you don't want to have to look it up. You can just say, legal help from Steve Palmer. I don't care how you put it in, what contact you create. Uh, I will be there. Uh, if you want your own podcast, channel511.com, we can help that too. So wrapping up another Wednesday, December 1st, 2021 with Lawyer Talk, Blitz Interface, off the record, on the air, at least until now.